Simon was a fisherman. As a fisherman's son, he probably only imagined himself being a fisherman. Andrew, his brother, also a fisherman, pointed out Jesus to him, and his life changed. Until that time, searching the depths of his being, Simon could only think of himself as a fisherman. After his encounter with Jesus, Simon was changed into Peter, the rock. Saul was a scholar of the law. He probably only ever imagined himself as being a strict interpreter and preacher of the law. Then he encountered Jesus and heard his voice, and his life was changed. He was transformed from a scholar of the law into a fisherman, or should I say, a fisher of men. After knowing Jesus and his spirit, Paul gave his whole being to his mission, to drawing all nations into the net of God's love. In Paul's farewell discourse to the presbyters of Ephesus, he exhorts them, and I exhort my brother priests gathered here, to watch over each other and the whole flock. Paul no longer lived for himself, but for others. His concern is for the mission that has been entrusted to him, for the gospel, for the fledgling churches. Paul is not concerned about himself or personal reward. He is interested really in just one thing, drawing more people into the net of God's love. He has been transformed into one who ministers to others. He reminds the presbyters that they are to unite the flock, to help the weak, and to be generous. It is better to give than to receive. He is not speaking of money, but of generosity of spirit. It is Christ now who lives in Paul. He has been consecrated to the truth. It is he who gave his very life for his flock. And Paul wants to make this generous love more widely known. He invites us to reflect on this question. What is my real mission? To give or to receive? Paul knew his mission would not be easy. The Spirit would lead him into places of imprisonment and suffering. The presbyters wept, embracing Paul, for he told them that he would, they, he would not, they would not see his face again. The Scriptures do not say that Paul wept. Paul presses on with his mission, leaving behind his beloved children. He gets on a ship. He must catch more fish. From Miletus, he goes forward to his fate in Jerusalem, and then on to Rome, to the ends of the earth. In the end, Paul, through his labors and hardships, witnesses to the fact that it is better to give than to receive. What is my mission? And to what? do I witness? I suppose, growing up, I really only ever thought of being a doctor like my father. But God called me to something else. 
Now I ask for your prayers that I may be a good shepherd and may willingly lay down my life for the flock. Jesus, in our gospel, he prays to his heavenly Father. He commends his flock to the Father that none may be lost. And that is part of my mission, that none of you should be lost to the evil one. That is part of my mission, to protect and defend the flock from error and falsehood and from those who would hate them. And of course, people will always hate those who belong to Christ because the evil one hated him from the beginning. And we belong not to the world, but to Christ, for we have been consecrated in the truth. Pray for me that I may not fail in this mission. Pray also for a great spirit of generosity within our diocese, that more men and women may give themselves in generous and humble service to the mission of Christ and his church. Many of you here today work for the Diocese of Columbus. Know that your shepherd is praying for you. Know that I am grateful for the many sacrifices you already make. But pray for more. Pray for our whole local church, that a spirit of generosity may be awakened. We could always settle for what we have, or we could settle for me mediocrity. But God has made us not for mediocrity, but for greatness. And he himself provides the grace that transforms us, that helps us to be true missionaries and servants of the gospel. Today, the church celebrates the memorial of St. Justin Martyr. When I was packing up my things to move here, I found my brother's business card, and it said, Ashley K. Fernandez, philosopher. And that's all it said on the card. My brother was doing his doctoral work at Georgetown at the time in philosophy. He's also a pediatrician, in addition to being a philosopher and ethicist. He's also a husband and a father. Rarely do people call him philosopher. Today we celebrate St. Justin, martyr. Rarely is he called the philosopher. Raised in Samaria, he was blessed with a keen intellect and sought true knowledge. He hungered for the truth and eventually studied the philosophy of the Greeks. In his dialogue with Tryphon, he recounts that during his quest for truth, he met an old man who directed him to study the prophets, which led him to encounter Christ. And having encountered him, he discovered the true philosophy, the true way of living, after which he defended the faith and exposed the errors and contradictions of the philosophers, uh, philosophies of the Greeks. He believed that God had endowed each of us with an intellect so that we could share in the life of the Logos, the Word, and that other philosophies, while containing the seeds of the truth, pointed to that true philosophy, to the truth itself, to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Convicted in his beliefs, he founded a school at Rome and freely taught this new way of life, this new way of thinking, this new way of being in the world. And he was found out, asked to offer sacrifice to false gods. Of course, we have many false gods and idols in our world today. But he refused to deny the truth. And so he suffered glorious martyrdom during the reign of Marcus Aurelius. 
He was a martyr, a witness. Peter and Paul, Justin, you and me, we are called to be witnesses to the power of the risen Lord. What are your hopes and dreams for your life and your vocation? What do you think of yourselves as, and what do you think you could be by God's grace? We could stay where we are comfortable, a fisherman, a scholar of the law, a philosopher, a teacher, an architect, or we could dream big. Dream big, because God has big dreams for you. To what greatness, ask yourself, or rather, ask God. To what greatness, Lord, are you calling me? For there, in that greatness, you will find true joy, the joy of belonging to Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world.